Go to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. Believe it or not, this is the last chapter of Genesis, but this is not the last chapter, not the last lesson. This is the pardon test. That purity test is pretty rough, you know, to talk about and, 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 and we struggle with. But this one is personal to me because it gets back to that prodigal son message that I've done the lesson on from this guy. Y'all remember that? Prodigal son, and I've been focused on the prodigal son the whole time. And God slapped me in the face and said, You're the brother. You got a Pharisee mentality. <laughs> what was the Pharisee mentality? It was unforgiveness, keeping score, keeping a chart, bitterness, that kind of thing. That's what today's lesson. This is why this is so tough for me. Uh, next week, the purpose test. But this week is the pardon test. Um, let me read this. Chapter 50, verses 15 through 21 to be what we'll be in. But and I've got a sat load of verses here that kind of fit in with this lesson today uh, on over. But let me read this and put your mindset like Joseph. Let's put ourselves in Joseph's shoes. It's what this paragraph and a half here is. Uh, Morris says, what's going through Joseph's mind as he made that long and painful journey to Egypt? Think about it. They got him out of that pit. Pit test was one of them. They got him out of that pit, and he's walking away the opposite direction of his daddy and his meathead brothers. He's walking away. What's going through his mind? Also, what's going through his mind as he stood on the auction block and was sold to the highest bidder? You know what I think about when I think of those two things? God just let he's he's he don't have control of the situation. Anybody been there? When you don't have control of something, when there's uncertainty, you're not sure, and you're you you're you're don't know what's going on. That's that's where Joseph said. As he served in the house of Potiphar as a slave. And finally, when he became a husband and a father, far from the family he had loved alone in a pagan land, all because his brother's sin and hatred. Here's questions. Did Joseph have valid reasons to feel betrayed and abused? I mean, humanly speaking, yes. David speaking, David Harold is, but yes. What had been done to Joseph was, an, was not an accident or some sort of misunderstanding. It was treachery. Morris makes this statement, and I put it in parentheses here. Every one of us will have to face this test and pass it to reach our destiny. We will have to face the pardon test. We will have to forgive somebody at some time to reach our destiny. Think about it. What if Joseph hadn't forgiven his brother? If he hadn't had that uh, mentality of forgiveness, <clears throat> we don't know because he did. But go back. I don't know how long, what did we say? When he got that dream was 17, when he reached his destiny and he got out of the prison, he was 30. So for 13 years, he dealt with this. Even, and then after that, you know, I don't know how, somebody helped me. How long was it by the time he became second in command to, to the family? I guess it had to be seven years, right? Because it's seven years of, 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 of good stuff. 
and then seven years of famine. So at the minimum, he was 37. Okay. So he's been 20 years since he's seen his family. And that's why he makes this statement. He became a father and basically in a pagan land, a foreign land, but he didn't even know if he had any relatives there. Okay. So think about that. Now let's read Genesis uh, 50, verse 15 through uh, 21. 15 through 21. And when uh, Joseph reassures his brothers, and when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will, Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil that we did to him. They sent, so they sent messengers to, to Joseph. How funny is that? They didn't have the hair on their hind end to go see him face to face. They sent him a text message, Charlie. Through a messenger. Now, that's pretty cat. That's like breaking up with somebody through a text message or, you know, quitting your job through a text message. That's about what that is. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, Before your father died, he commanded, say, We're going to come back to that verse. Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now, please forgive the trespasses of your servants, of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke. And then his brothers also went, and for they came down afterwards to see what was, you know, a coward move. And fell down on their face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. They're begging now. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God... <clears throat> minute for good, in order to bring about, as it is to this day, to save many people alive. Now, now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. What was going through his mind when he was making that trek from wherever to Egypt after he got out of the pit, sold on the auction block, Time in prison for Potiphar's meathead wife. And then after that, what was going to, and then look at this. It was me, I'm saying, just wait. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm kind of like Drysdale, Don Drysdale. <coughs> he was pitching. His mentality was if you hit one of mine, I get two years. That's the deal. I, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I might go one for one. I'm just not going to start hitting everybody. But I, you know, don't want it, folks. Never really bothered me. I needed them uncomfortable. Joseph is not me by any stretch of I am not Joseph by any stretch of imagination. He's millions of times better a person. By the way, this is the first time in the Bible that the word forgive appears. The first time. Taking 50 chapters, and this is the first time the word forgive appears. So, if we're going to talk about forgiveness today, the pardon test, somebody define uh, forgive for me. What do you think when you, when you forgive something? Put it into words. Well, when you stop harboring ill feelings towards them, what they've done to you, you have to physically and mentally stop. 
feeling more because you, you can't hate is, a, is an action word. So you have to stop that action, whether it's thinking bad about them, doing bad things to get even with them, whatever, you know, running them down every time somebody starts mentioning their name, you have to stop doing something in order to start forgiving. Okay. You got to let it go. Hebrew, there's two meanings here. Hebrew says absolve or fully release. Fully release. Not just release, fully release. Your love for them is greater than the ill feelings that they did for the ill things they did for you. That's that's about right. But can you imagine how they felt the brothers felt right there at verse 20 when he turns to them and says, But as for you, and I, I wonder what the I, I, yeah I, yeah that's what I was thinking. I wonder what the emotions were. To begin with, they were afraid. They were scared for the life. And then when he when he said, "I'm gonna take care of," it, do you think it flipped any away from fear? Like I may die here today. All he's got to do is say, "Get him out of here, man." He's just got to say the word. Really, he probably just needs to point at one of them. What David's talking about, that fear, and then, to, but for them to, to receive that, Joseph had to release them fully of, of, the, of the deeds that they'd done to him. And also, more often it's translated bear up or lift up. When you bear the burden of somebody, you you take it. You release them fully of the of the what they're toting. And you take it. All right. And let me read uh and the reason I brought that up is because this is what Jesus did for us. In uh Isaiah fifty three, let me get up here. Fifty three, six six through twelve. This is pretty lengthy because the verses I thought when I read this. Well, the verses, each individual verse is pretty long, but there's just six or seven verses. This is notice what Jesus did for us. For we like all like all like all we like a sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, capital H, the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, Jesus was oppressed, Jesus was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep before its shears is silent, shears are silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from the prison and from judgment, and he uh, will declare his generation. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. He, He bared up my burden of punishment. He 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 took what was rightfully mine. We're not through it. We're just halfway. And they gave him. They made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mind. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased God to bruise Jesus. He has uh, him put to grief. And when you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and he shall uh, prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. 
and he shall labor and he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. And by his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. Here you go. For he shall bear their iniquities. He's, what did we say? Forgive was, release fully, bear up. He shall bear our iniquities. Every mighty sin you've committed. From stealing a pack of chitlets at Kroger in Sheffield when I was about four or five years old. Right there in front of Frederick's. Did y'all remember when that was Kroger? I begged for some chitlets there when they little bitty ones. Not them big ones, you know. Look like teeth, but them little bitty ones. I said, man, we ain't not getting those. Put the dang car. I put them in my pocket. And I got in the car and I was chewing on them. Well, go bug them, you know. She said, well, she beat the tar out of me. And we went back in there and made me apologize. And, and, and uh, she had to pay for it. Well, what were they back in 1970? Ten cents, maybe? It wasn't a point, man. I stole it and I was disobedient. She, I had to bear my iniquity. My iniquity was humiliation of walking back in there and getting my tail tore up. Keep going in verse 12. This is the last one. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul into the de- unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. He bare and bore. He released fully. Not partially, fully. And we need to, I just think we need to, you just need to think about that. I need to think about that. And I think Jeremiah mentioned it. Brian, did you say you was listening to him? He mentioned when I was driving over here. Part of the problem with older Christians is that I forget how bad I was or how, how bad my sin was when I was convicted to be saved. You know what I'm saying? I put that out of my mind. You know, now Allison Sin or John David or Hogan's or Ravens or Madeline's, you know, I keep them fresh, you know, because I'm a meathead. But I try to put mine out of my mind. I need to remember not because I'm convicted of it, because I need to remember what God has done for me. He bared and fully released me of those awful sins. Okay? Let me read the page, the middle of page 68 here. 168. Pardon. Because when you pardon others, you're not holding anything they have done against them anymore. I don't know. I, I, I read the headlines in Times Daily every day. And about, about three times a week, they got three local inmates up for parole. Three local inmates. I, never, I don't pay the money, so I don't read the articles. But when you're part, when Trump left, Jimmy Carter and Reagan and Bush and Obama, what did they do the last day? They go right down. If I remember correctly, that old boy on that Tiger King. Boy, don't watch that. That's wicked weird. Hogan talked me into that one day, and I, I can't get that out of my head. He wanted a pardon, and he didn't get one. It's like double jeopardy. Y'all know what double jeopardy is? Once you've been proven innocent, you can't be charged for that crime anymore, even though the evidence might pop up that says I murdered somebody, I can't get charged. It's called double. God's forgiveness is like that. We can't be charged with it either. Believe it or not, 
And that's believe is part of the three points here in the second. I promise you. We'll get he said, pardon, because when you pardon others, you're not holding anything they've done against them anymore. And that is the way God forgives us. When God forgives us, he is not holding our sins against us anymore. Anymore. And I jotted down here, discuss the unforgiving servant that owed 10,000 talents and re- re- required a payment of 100 denarii. Y'all remember that story? Y'all remember that cat? He owed 10000 If I remember, that was like such an exaggeration of how he could ever got in that debt to begin with to make a point that he couldn't have paid it off. And then he wants 100 denarii. What was one denarii? A day's wage? Am I right? I think so. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to come off 100 days' wages. But, I mean, I, I probably could make a payment on it. Compared a hundred lifetimes away, you know, dead. <clears throat> and you remember what what uh, what Jesus told him in this parable in Matthew uh, 18, 34, 33 and 34? Listen to this. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on This is the master talking to the guy that had 10,000 that was not willing to forgive this other cat. He was forgiven, but he was not willing to forgive. That was verse 34. Listen to verse 32. I mean, 34. That was verse 33. This is 34. I'm sorry. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. What about that? Because that guy, Jesus said, because he was not willing to forgive the way he was forgiven in that horizontal relationship, this guy was delivered to the tortures until he could pay his debt. You ever thought about that? That's kind of like you say you forgive somebody and say it verbally, but you don't forgive them. It's still, you're still paying for it because it's literally the other side. Some way, shape, form, or fashion. That was my next question, Charlie. Think about it. the physical torture or that mental torture. I've never read that verse like that. Have y'all? That unforgiveness that I harbor in my heart, I think I knock it in the head. In the next two days, it comes back up. It's just like a cobra sitting there. Because that's the mental, that's what you're talking about. That's that mental torture that just, I'm telling you, man, will eat you alive. I don't know, but I think the physical would be less painful than the mental. I think the physical will eventually, you would eventually die quicker than you will from the mental anguish. If I live to be 155, am I going to another 100 years? Or am I, is this what it's going to be like? Brian, I'm sorry. How many times do we, yeah, I forget that song, but let me tell you what he did, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I really was talking about, Walter. Yeah. You know, we're going to game day. We're going to Tuscaloosa. We got everybody in the car. But let me tell you what he did back in 74. He yeah, 74. Yeah. But I forgave you, brother. Yeah, but I didn't know. I just, I just wanted to know I did forgive him. Yeah. You know, you know what used to get me with kids at school? They would come up to me and they'd be playing the games. Cheating. But I don't care. I don't care. I said, if you didn't care, you wouldn't say anything about it. You know, whatever it might be. If you don't. It's like that Road Tide War Eagle show. Y'all remember it came out about 10 years ago? I thought it was a great show. 
And they talked with them two guys. When I was a kid, there's two guys used to go to Alabama, I think, games, and they were dressed like an overall and they had toilet paper and a tie box. You remember them two guys? And they asked him, he said, you hate Auburn? He said, no, I don't hate Auburn. He said, you got to have some feelings for somebody to hate them. I don't have any feelings for them. I'm like, wow, that's deep for a dude wearing some funky overalls and throwing some toilet paper. I mean, not just because it's Alabama Auburn deal, but I mean, you know, and that's what I was telling those kids all along. You know, if, if, it, if it don't bother you, you won't bring it up. I'm not real sure they were telling the truth, either, you know, about hating Auburn or hating Alabama. I'm, I'm not real sure they were being honest about that. I knew a person. chief investigator in Strasburg. Seriously? Yeah, How funny, man. I got a couple of them. I don't look like I don't especially on that. But you know, the torture. I that just I just can't get that out of my mind and how relevant that is in my mind. Because I harbor that and I won't let it go. I won't release it fully. I got a toenail, you know? I'm holding on. I thought in my mind when I was talking about this, when you release something fully, what goes? What image do you get? I got, you know, when they when people get married or something, they do these dove releases when they just throw them up and let them go. I feel like I throw it up and I hang on to that toe. I think doves have three toes, I think. I've cleaned enough of them, I already know. But I'm holding on to that one. And then, boy, they're, they're flapping them wings, man. And trying to get away from it, I got it. I won't. I just won't let it go. That dove is getting to use every muscle in his body, but I'm holding on to it as tight as I can, instead of just letting him go. And when you let that dove go, what's chances that choker coming back and letting you catch him again? Man, Slim and none, and Slim left the building. It ain't. He's not coming back. That is, God laid that image in my mind, and I don't know why I can't get to that point in my life. It bothers me. According to, uh, I just, we just talked about that. Let me turn my page here. We're going to get to the three parts here, I promise. It's not long. Is this, uh, we just talked, we are, we just done all this. Three keys to forgiveness. Morris brings out three keys to, the first key here is release. We just talked about that. What does true forgiveness not do? What does true, when you truly forgive somebody, when Joseph truly forgave his brothers, what what did he not do? Yeah. He didn't forget. Forgiveness doesn't erase it from your memory. You still remember the transgression. I wish I, 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 I could go to a hypnosis guy and say, you know, yeah, get that blocked out. We had a hit. We I don't know if it's. We had a guy come to Carver County High School in about 81, 82, and he hypnotized a dude up there. And the thing was, every time somebody said Greenhill, who was the assistant principal at that time, <laughs> he would say something like Greenhill stuff. You know, I mean, just you know, just he didn't know what he was doing. You know, you said Greenhill, he's a Greenhill. You know, I mean, I just feel he's up down at hall all day, man. And I, you know, I don't know if he was faking it or what. But I wish I could, I wish I could erase things out of my memory, you know. 
But what does true forgiveness not do? What did Joseph not do for his, to his brothers? He didn't seek justice or vindication. No. And you just think about how God treats us. Who has more right to punish Joseph to his brothers or God today? No, oh, my word, man, it ain't even close. It's not even close. Go back, let's go back and read 15, 16, and 17. Notice how Joseph handled his brothers. And his brothers, we gonna, I told you we'd come back to these verses, 15, 16, and 17. And when Joseph saw that their father was dead, they said, when Joseph's brothers, I'm sorry, saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph, Joseph will hate us and may, uh, may repay, uh, actually repay us for all the evil which he did. So they sent messengers, that text message, to Joseph saying, Behold, behold, your father died. He uh, before your father died, he commanded saying, Thus shall you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brother and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespasses of the servants of God, of your father, and Joseph wept when they spoke. What do you find interesting about that? Those three verses as I butchered them up verbally. Did his father even know Joseph Yes, they went and got him. Yeah, he, he was there and he died and they want, he wanted to take his bones back. If I'm not mistaken. It shows how strong the father figure is. I know it's a sidebar, but it shows how strong the father figure is. The old boys, although Joseph had been living with him for a while, yeah. he'd been good to him. They still thought when my dad died, he was going to hurt us. It shows how much they. I think it is too. We don't have it. Well, that's why our job is, is the toughest. And they said, your father, not our father. What do you find interesting about that, Thomas? Uh, I think they're trying to impress him a little bit. Let him know that his father said what they repeated what he said. Well, let me ask you this. You think Jacob actually said that? That's what I was thinking. Well, I don't know that. Had they lied once, they lied. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going down the right path there. There's no indication that Mars says he thinks they lied to him. He, he, so since they've lied to Joseph, you know, about what their daddy said, but now they, they honored their daddy because they didn't do it while he was still alive. Because he could contradict what he what them birds were saying in eleven. You know, the other the other level. I think they lied to him. Well, they lied about that by omission. You remember? Because yep. Jacob jumped to the conclusion that a wild animal, and they and they just sat there and let him cry himself to sleep every night. Boy, that's pitiful, ain't it? Boy, a pack of eleven right there. Now they some quality dudes. They didn't necessarily admit that they knew they'd done wrong with it. Well, I don't know. Let's read that carefully again. Let me read that because that was. Maybe come back to punishment He says here, perhaps Joseph will hate us and actually repay us for the evil which we did him. So they sent messengers to the uh, Joseph, saying, "Behold, your father died before he died. He commanded, saying, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you to forgive the trespasses of your brothers.' 
for in their sin, for they did evil to you. That's what they say. And they didn't go to him and say, hey, this is what daddy said. He said, because we did evil to you, they said, daddy said, because they did evil. He said, they're not, that's, that's not first person, second person. First person is when you're talking about myself. They were talking like in third person, which is how Deion Sanders talks. Now, Deion could play cornerback for the Cowboys. You know what I mean? And I'm Deion Sanders. I'm talking about myself. David, he'd be a player, you know, that, that kind of business. I'm talking about myself using my, my They're not, I don't think they're taking ownership of what they've done. I think they're evil. I just think they're, I think they're afraid. I think. They're not remorseful. No. They're not remorseful. If they would, they would have been begging. Now, they did fall on their face, but I wonder, was it out of fear or was it because they were sorry? They got caught. I'm sorry. I think it's just more of an I think it's acting because they're scared out of it. They're going to be put to death, man. I'm not real sure. I, I'm, I'm not real sure they were ever remorseful. Now I think they were thankful to have food when they were hungry, because Joseph fed them and allowed them to come and bring their daddy. You know. Let me read my other questions. Uh, why are these uh, these? Things very telling. What? What? Are, why are they very telling about Joseph? Let me read my. I'm gonna find my spot. Here we go. Sometimes those who have wronged us will realize it and apologize. Sometimes they will repent <clears throat> and change. But what if they don't? These brothers had. I'm not. You can't convince me they repented and changed. I think they were afraid. That's a big difference. What if they continue to lie and manipulate? I think they were still lying. They lied about their daddy after he died. They, they lied through omission when Joseph was sold into slavery. So what are they? They're liars. You know, you can't cut it any other way. Let me tell you something. If you've ever lied, you're a liar. Now, I've lied. I'm a liar. Okay. You can't slice it any other way. But what if they do not? What if they continue to lie and manipulate? What if they never admit that they had been wrong? I don't see that in these guys, do you? What if they never changed their ways? I don't know if they changed their ways or not. Can you forgive people even when they don't repent? And I double highlighted this. That is the bigger test. That is the true test of forgiveness. Can you forgive when they don't even ask you? And when you know they're wrong and they know they're wrong and they walk right by you and look at you and smile and keep going, can you forgive? I'd like to do it out back anyway. I mean, I mean, really. Get me over. I was listening. I just got bored of that at the house during the storms. I got to watch YouTube because the TV went out. And I got on some Almond Brothers, man. I like Almond Brothers. And they got a song called The Whipping Post. And I thought, boy, I have some folks I'd like to tie to The Whipping Post. Is that not where they just tie them up out there with their hands up? 
and they fry them like a flog them like a dang dog, you know. I need a I need a whipping post every now and then. I, I do a spiritual whipping post. Special. But what if they never repent, man? That's the biggest test. I can't argue with Marsh about that. These guys never really, you know, and it said Joseph cried. And thinking about the way he's coming to do this, why do you think Joseph cried? You think it was because he had pity on him? Or you think it was because he knew that he changed? I think you can give out of his own heart. He got that relief. That might be the case. He might, yeah, that might be the case. Very well could be the case. I don't have a problem believing that at all. But he also could have cried because they didn't have any remorse. And he forgave them anyway. He might have been a double dip on the crime. You have to, if you, if you can't forgive, then you're, you're missing the point. The book says you can't judge people, number one. Who are we to judge? That, that's not our place to judge. And it's harder harder to do than it is to say. I mean, Along those lines, I'm glad you brought that up with you right here. It is very important to understand this because if we refuse to forgive, listen to this, we are putting ourselves in the place of God. God is the only one who has the right to hold something against someone. He's the only one. Boy, how often do I forget that? Not every three minutes. He said, God is the judge. You and I are not the judge. God is. And God is the only one who was never, who has uh, never wronged anyone. He's the only one. He's the only one. You know, if we could see, it would make it easier about forgiving somebody if we could be like Joseph, because he said, I know you thought evil against me, but God did it for a purpose. If we could see that and somebody does it to us, I don't know if I knew that or not. I'm saying if we could. You wronged me, okay? You wronged me, but God's going to do something with this. Yeah. Now, I don't know All things work together for good. I don't know. I can't, I'm not Boy, that. I'm not mature enough for that, Tommy. I, I struggle with that, man. Yeah. I, I have a hard Not because it's wrong. I have a hard time. Wouldn't that make it easy? Oh, yeah. 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 This opportunity because somebody shows you. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you say, God, what do you want me to learn from this? Where's the lesson here? But in the heat of the moment, man, you, man, you I'm flying off the handle. Things. I mean, I'm flying off the handle. You know, I mean, it's getting up. I, when I picture flying off the handle, you know, y'all know what a farm jack is, don't you? It's a stick. You've got two pins that go up and down, and they get you killed. Don't ever get on anything. My dad said, when the thing comes out there now, she's going to fly off the handle. When that thing will start going, it just goes down, click it. That's what I, in my mind, pictures. And I mean, chaos is going on. I jotted this. What does the Bible say about uh, taking matters in our own hands? You know, when it comes to forgiveness. All right, what else? Leviticus 19, 18. You shall not take business. Hello. But, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Then Romans 12, 19 through 21. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, 
I mean, is that the first sentence out of most of those verses? Don't do it. But rather give place, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will replay, pay, says the Lord. That's a little scary. I believe I'd a whole lot rather have Woody repay me than God. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you will heat coals of fire on his head. Do not overcome evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That was the first one. When I say it, well, I went uh, released. Number two is receive. I got a half page here on these last two. Receive, uh, receive forgiveness. Let me read Matthew 6, 12 through 13. And this is the model prayer. Jeff Shreve was preaching on this when I was going to Mother's while ago, I think. And he said, you know, this is not the Lord's prayer because he never did have to ask for forgiveness. But we're going to read verse 12 and 13. He says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. God, Jesus was never in debt to God because he sinned. So you know, this is the model prayer, not the Lord's prayer. That's your little tidbit. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. What a... What does verse 12 tell us to do? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. What does verse 12 tell us to do? How? And for, what is it asking us to do? What is it asking God to do? Treat us like we treat others. Treat us like we treat others. Forgive me with the level of forgiveness I give. Brian, is that what you really want? Yeah, I saw that face. Do you really want the level of forgiveness you afford to everybody else? That's really what that, that verse is asking, is it not? Now, if I sit and think about that verse like that, I'm like, hey, man. I don't know. God, I know my heart, and I know that joker's heart or her heart or whoever's heart is not as bad as mine. You know, don't, don't that sound familiar? Let me read page 56, 176 here. Uh, and I want you to agree or disagree. 176, I don't know what I said. Me, you agree or disagree? The Lord showed me that one, one reason people have difficulty forgiving or giving forgiveness to others it's because they haven't really received it themselves. One reason we have a trouble forgiving others is we haven't received full forgiveness ourselves. There's something inside us that just seems to have a hard time believing that God has totally and completely forgiven us. And because He and because we haven't received this forgiveness ourselves, it is difficult for us to give it to others. Y'all agree or disagree? Let me ask you it this way. When you commit a sin and you get punished for it, are you like, God, I'm thank I thank you for giving me a spiritual whipping? 
Well, it kind of makes me feel like I'm more forgiven personally because it almost gets down to what do the Catholics have about penance. I need to pay a little penance. And that's not right. We're set free from that. That, that, that that's, So I, it tells me the reason I have a hard time forgiving others is I haven't really come to the grips that God has forgiven me. Now, y'all may have. Let me keep reading. Yeah. Got to make a pain. Yeah, because something bad happened. Let's say John David went 0 for 4. You know, I didn't pray enough. God, I apologize. I didn't pray enough for my son. You see that mentality? I'm worried. That gets back to that works mentality. I didn't get what I wanted because I, 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 didn't, I didn't spend enough time in God's Word. That's cause and effect. God don't do that. He's grace. You know? Let me read, let me read this. I jotted down a while. He said, can I tell you something very important, Morris says? God is never going to get back at you. This is what just gets me. <clears throat> because he already, quote unquote, got back at Jesus. Why does he, what do you think he means by that? It's because he, he put my punishment on Jesus. And Jesus took the punishment that I needed because I'm a punk sinner. That's what that means. And Jesus took it because one, L-O-V-E, man. He's not going to get me because he's already got Jesus' fault. Jesus has already paid. Jesus has already fully released it. Jesus, what did we read in Isaiah a while ago? He bared it. He bore the, our iniquities. You see how this works together? It's pretty daggum humbling to me. And it says here in Isaiah 53, 10, it says, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It pleased him. You remember us reading this a while ago? How could it have pleased God to bruise his own son? It pleased him because all our sins was atoned for and he could once and again have a relationship with us. That is the God, goodness of God. That is the forgiveness of God. For some of us, it just seems too good to be true. And we have to learn to receive. And I'm jotting down, wow. Third thing and last thing. We uh, release, we uh, receive. Third thing is we believe. Let me read Habakkuk. Habakkuk. 113. It says, You are pure of pure eyes and to behold evil, and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously? And behold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than me. What does Habakkuk say about God? You are of pure eyes to behold evil. God can't even look at evil. He can't even look at it. He can't, he can't, he can't look at evil. I put the on the shield over. How does he keep looking at me? We'll get back to that. Let me read. Uh, so if we my question is so if we all have gone astray, I don't know. How pure is God? Too, too pure. I have got out of whack here. Too pure to look on evil. Let me read Isaiah 56, uh, 6 again. It says, and we all 
all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned and every one of, to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What does, uh, if we have all gone astray, can God look upon us? If he can't look on evil, if his eyes are too pure for evil, or, <clears throat> excuse me, and we have gone astray because we're evil and we're wicked, how does God look on us? Keep pondering that. Psalm 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Hmm, now we're getting somewhere. What does God do with that wickedness and that evil and that sin once we ask for it? You, can't, you can go east, right? That's east, I promise you. You can go that far and never get west. Y'all know that, right? You can go north and you'll get to a point up there you're going to turn and go be going south and not ever change direction. But east and west, how wonderful. Does that tell you that the Bible knew, God knew that the earth was round, by the way? Were you flat folk, flat earth folks? That these, 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 these guys that do a little of that right there, you know, man, they're sitting out there got the peace fight going on. They think the world's flat. God said, reckon, you can't, if it was, you'd fall off and you'd, you'd come, just kind of come back and you'd eventually get back there. So I don't know. So how does God get to look at us? I jot down, sinner slash wicked. How does he do that? I got two more verses that I shut up. Job 36, 7 says, he does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous. Hmm. We're wicked. We're sinners. God, when we're unpure, God can't look on unpureness, but he separates our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. And he doesn't, Job 36, 7 says, he does not withdraw his eyes from the He can't take his eyes off the righteous. Keep thinking. But they are on the throne with the kings, for he has seated them forever, and they are exalted. You'll be smiling. First Peter 3.12. <clears throat> for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So, As sinners and wicked and unpure, how do we get God to keep his eyes on us? When God sees David Harold Israel, he sees Jesus. Not because I'm great, because I'm sad. When he sees John David or Stan or Pete down the road, if they're a Christian, when he looks at those folks, he don't see those folks. He sees Jesus. And he can't take his eyes off Jesus. Now go back to Joseph. That's how God forgives us. Even when, even when we're not sorry sometimes. Joseph is an amazing dude, man. I mean, he blows my mind. He really does. Y'all got anything to add or subtract? 
question then. One thing that I don't, I don't know what the answer is to this question. I'm just going to throw it out there for the guys. But on the vengeance thing and forgiveness, when do you push back and when do you just let folks run over you? I think a good rule of thumb is you push back on people who are for abortion, gay and lesbian marriage, anything that goes against God's word. Now you do it in a loving way. You know, your tone, you know, one of the five love languages, who wrote that book? Y'all know? Who's Dan? I think that's his name. And I know three or four of them. Words, gifts, time. That's three of them. Mine is time. For me, I, I went and played golf with John David and Hogan yesterday and me. And Allison went with Raven and Madeline because tomorrow's Allison's birthday. So we went down there because Hogan and them can't come back because I'm going to be a granddaddy about Thursday, April 1st. How about that? April Fool's Day. I don't know how what, what that means. But uh, so we went down there. And I, I mean, I got to spend time with my two boys playing golf yesterday. I mean, like to me, I just don't get any better. You know, I, I love it. Allison's his words. When I get out of hand and I say a little something smart, she'll look at me and I'll say, his words. I'm like, man, would you hush? I know you're right and I'm wrong, so just hush. You know, I just won't tell her. I got it. But she tells me, and I need to be told. Some folks, is, another one is touch. That's four, but I can't remember the fifth. It's like service, is it? It may be. It may be. Touch is, you know, a pat on the back, a hug. My mother-in-law was a big hugger, a big hugger. She's such a big hugger. When we left on her birthday was the other day, she hugged Allison by. We talked to her about two more minutes. She said, I need another hug. I know y'all leaving. I need another hug. I'm like, time out, man. You know, she got two hugs in a minute because we're leaving, you know. It's just hers is touch. You know, some of them are gifts is one. You know, Allison's like her birthday's tomorrow. I don't have to give Allison anything, anytime ever. She's stolen. I don't need it. But I tell you what, if I roll in there tomorrow without a birthday card, it ain't going to be good on 3270 Montana Lane. It won't be fine at all. I got to have a birthday card. That's all she wants. There's some words written down how much I appreciate her. Yeah, you really. I mean, one of them. You know, and it don't matter, Tommy, if it's one of the dollar ones or fifty cent ones down there at the dollar store. It's just the fact that it's a, it's got words in it about how much I love it. That's all that matters. Better not be the last one. Yeah, the last one. So, if you love, you know, but we need to talk to these people, Brian. Get back to your question. In love, there's nothing wrong with it. Allison said, "Why are you so? Why do you tell people when they're wrong?" I said, Sometimes they need to know. If nobody tells you, you don't know you're wrong. Yeah, I do. Don't bother me. Now, you come in here with, you know, blaring and carrying on, and I'm going to turn you off. And when I get away, I'll probably be ticked off about it, but then I'll be thinking. Sometime, point in time, I go, well, was that a legitimate gripe? That's what I told John David. I tell her, when the coach comes out there and they're on your rear end, put all the language aside. See if there's any validity to their complaint. Come on, son. We need, you need to be throwing strikes out here. Why no? Is there any validity? Yeah, I walked two in a row. There. Yeah, there is some validity to it. 
You're all mad because he come out here and showed you up. But I mean, crap, no strikes. Lay off the curveball in the dirt. See the spin. Is there some validity? You know what I'm saying? You gotta speak the truth. Yes. Well, you just you just gotta speak the truth, and you speak the truth in love, whatever it is. So you can get angry and send us. But the problem is we move right over to the. Center. Well, my problem is I just jump from anger to sin. I'm talking about like coming off the top rope, man. You know, that's what I'm doing. You know. Yeah. It is. It's not easy. Some days is easier, and some days is way easier to do other than one direction. Really. I don't think there's anything wrong with disagreeing with somebody. That's why I don't I'm an Alabama fan, and I've been an Alabama fan since the sixties. But Auburn fans don't bother me. You know, I don't hate Auburn. I don't I you know. That's a tough question right there, man. You know, even the government does something right in my fist is the tip of your nose. At what point in time have you, have you overcome that boundary? What, you know, what am I in power? What should I do? Uh, so I think Jesus got mad a lot, a good bit. But I mean, even Jesus, obviously, we're not. But, but well, he got mad at the temple. Why? Because they were going against God's word. Gay and lesbian marriage, abortions against God's word. That's when it's it's okay to be mad. Now, my opinion about an Alabama team, as opposed to no, that's an opinion. That's really not worth getting mad at somebody. I like Carver County way better than I like most shows, and I know in here that's not popular, but it is. You know, that's what I you know. Yeah, but I I don't hold that against y'all. I hope you don't hold it against me. You know, you know what I'm saying? I guess it's, to begin with, Alabama and Auburn and most shows in Cobb County is silly in the scheme of things. Sillier. <laughs> Everything but girls' basketball is a lot of them. I don't like girls' basketball. I'd be hard pressed for me. I don't know. Because she beat my tail for about six years. I can't, I can't stand it. But seriously, though, you know. I'm not going to let that, you know, drive me nuts. But when it goes against God's word, that's, I think, we're justifiable. And it don't justify shooting up an abortion clinic by any stretch, because that goes against God's word, too. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. God, I, I wish, God, I pray that, I don't know if it's a good thing to pray to be like Joseph, because he had high standards. And God, I am nowhere near that. God, thank you for your forgiveness. And God, help me to understand how much you love me, that you forgave me. The only reason you can look on me as righteous is that you see me as Jesus. When you see me, you see Jesus. Because his blood cleansed me. God, I pray for these prayer requests. Lord, I pray for my church and Palm Sunday today. Next Sunday is my favorite day of the year, Lord. It's Easter. And God, I just pray for you in our service. Oh, God, I thank you for these guys. I thank you for everything you do. In your sweet, precious name.